This is To The Point. A Rhino experience. Voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. Hey, what's up to the point listeners? I'm back. Last week, there was a tall Paul takeover. Nobody even told me. We did not. That is true. It was like you did it. But you know what's cool about that is um, you, well, one, it was great. So Kyle, that's all producer Kyle. You guys did a a great job on that. He's the talent. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. So, and we needed it. Yeah. Because, um, man, we're going to have a really great podcast today for numerous reasons. We got KG back in the studio today, which is uh, always great to have him in. Well, at least half of KG. Is half here. of them. Yeah, 50%, <laughs> 50% of, of him. He can carry uh, more luggage on his jet coming in now. <laughs> sure can. Um, so this is a podcast that's going to be more than just about, um, you know, some of Ken's knowledge on his seven centers of management. But we're going to talk about transformation and, and really even, um, you know, trying to bring the home services community, the home services industry as a whole, like together with yep. some good unity, some good elevation, some things like that. Cause I feel, I feel like this is going to be a, a super great year for that in the home services space. Yeah. And that's only gotten better over time as listeners have connected as, as other communities have connected people from across the country and it's only positive. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, before we get into it, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest who's been on the show a few times. A great friend of mine and yours, Tall Paul, Mr. Ken Goodridge, CEO of Ghetto, also author of the uh, E-Myth HVAC contractor and um, weight loss extraordinaire. <laughs> is. Yes. Let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, I know you want to, I know you have hold some on, other things to on. talk about, but. Yeah, for sure. We're going to get into it, but KG, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks guys. You're Glad back. Glad to be here. Yeah. You walked in with a big old smile on your face in a box of goods like Santa Claus. We came in with some Sadie Guard dogs. Yep. Sadie um, masks. Sadie masks. We got a couple books. We got guests in the studio again today. We mm-hmm. have Brandon and Yanira Metcalf from my home state of Indiana. Um, so welcome you guys in the studio today. You get to sit right next to my man, Ken Goodrich. Um, so listen, I want to do something a little bit different with Ken. Let's do it. Okay. Just so everybody can kind of, I mean, if you don't know who um, Ken Goodrich is beyond Gettle or the Emith contractor, he is a, uh, a legend in the industry of home services um, and knows how to, uh, knows how to grow, he knows how to grow a home services business. Is that a fair assessment there, Paul? I'd say so. And most notably in his careers, he's the first guest ever, minus myself, on To The Point Podcast. That's true. Yeah. 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 You were numero uno, my friend. Which and brings it all together. And you know what else is interesting about this is that we did our first live uh, podcast with Ken too. Which Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. And the first time we ever drank on the podcast, we had right. somebody deliver margaritas. That only made sense for Cinco de Mayo. We've not done a live one since. That was a little, that was a learning experience. <laughs> it's a little tough. We were getting live fan mail as well on air. So Ken, lots of firsts. Yeah. I mean, lots of firsts. So, hey. We're gonna do, like I said, we're gonna do something a little bit different. We we kind we kind of changed it up this year, and we're asking some of the guests um, different questions. Like uh, they're not on this list, so you're not gonna find them. Yep. Um, but it is, and they're pretty simple. And it's really just to give our listeners an idea of uh, who is Ken Good Ken Goodrich aside from the business. Okay, this is gonna be super easy, and I can't wait to to make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. It's like 
when I get to bust Paul's chops, I feel equally as good about this, except it's not going to be as uncomfortable as you think. And listen, for those who aren't watching, Ken is not smiling. He's not reacting. He's kind of looking off camera a little bit like, what is Chris talking about? But what did I say his face would do when I said that? Just that. Exactly. See, I know him so well. So the first thing is, and these are just two simple questions. It's not that big of a deal. First one is going to be, if you could have dinner with anybody, alive or dead, who would it be? Um, I think it would probably be Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Ooh, I like it. Can you elaborate a little bit just on like maybe some high level on why Bill? Um, I just think that, um, you know, I like his, uh, I like his tenacity. I think he's a fair guy. I'm not a politic guy, so I don't pay a lot of attention to that. Um, I like his climb and, you know, how, how he just marched through his plan all these years and became a, really became a great leader. So makes sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm fascinated by presidents. We could go on a whole side rail here. For sure. Won't. And I'll For just sure. throw another one in. Oh is, yeah. Is, you know, I'm really fascinated with Tom Brady ah. for obvious reasons. I, Wait, I went, who's that? I went, I went to the, I, I went, I'm not really a, that much of a football fan, but I went to the Super Bowl this year specifically to be there if, and when he did it. Yep. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, to, to I'm just very curious and interested, what what is it that makes a man accomplish things at that level? And, you know, I'm inspired by it, and, and uh, I just wanted to be there to witness. Damn, and you were there. One of the more trending Goat. searches, since we're internet nerds, was Tom Brady's diet during the football game. Because people were putting together how old he is and how he's been doing, and yeah, the guy's a machine. Wait a yeah. second. Disciplined. I just thought about something. Uh-oh. Um, Brandon being from Indiana, are you a Colts fan? So when he brings up Tom Brady, do you cringe a little bit or not so much now because he's in Tampa? Oh, so anybody that's listening from Indiana right now, no longer likes Brandon. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, um, I expect listeners to have stopped listening by now. Too, uh, I respect time. Tom Brady. I mean the goat, like there's hands down. I don't care what you say. That guy gets after it. Don't be so, a great hater. Okay. Second question. Are you ready, Ken? I'm ready. Okay. So I've, I love I've, I love I've, that I've been asking this question. It's so good. I love hearing everybody else's responses to it. So Ken straps on a Sadie Guard dog gloves, okay? Boxing gloves. We're going to make them blue. Yep. And we'll put Sadie right on the end so that way when you knock somebody out, they're, you know, like it, it's Sadie. Front and center. It's Sadie. So he straps on his gloves. All right? Stadium's packed, by the way. Like crowd's packed. We all know who the component is. The opponent is whoever you want to be. Everybody. So Ken has him on. He's ready. He's jacked up. He's there. He walks down the catwalk. The curtain opens. The crowd goes crazy. Hang on. The crowd goes crazy. And you have an intro song that just is what you want everybody to hear. Now, before you tell me what your intro song is that you would walk out to, I wanted to take a crack at a couple of what I thought would be very fitting for you. Are you you game for this? I'm in. Go. Okay. So I thought... Man, I know, I, and I got to. We, I know you really well. Yeah. I, f- I feel like we have become good friends. I know you well, um, and so I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna close my eyes. I'm gonna vision Ken coming out to take it to somebody. He's got his gloves on. He's ready to get after it. The curtain opens. The crowd's going crazy, and we hear. This girl is on fire. <laughs> what do you? This girl is on fire. <laughs> no. I'll keep it on the list. What else you got? What else okay. you got? That was so long and drawn out. 
I love it. Let's do it again. Do you know how happy it makes me that he smiled? Because I thought for sure he was going to be like, oh, Chris, you saw. Chris put a lot of thought into oh, that. Oh, God. I was, yeah. I was looking so far so forward to that. Um, listen, actually, here's what I really think happens is Ken walks out. And this is with all due respect. Ken walks out. Curtain opens. The crowd goes crazy. And we hear. All I do is win, win, win. No matter what. Got money on my mind. That's good. Uh-huh. Hold on. Oh, I wish they could feel the energy in the studio right now. I just halftime speeched me. Hey, you can get behind that, right? I mean, you know, I like that one, but I'm not. I'm. I'm not really that arrogant. Oh, Oh, but I did it for you. So I picked. We googled. We googled most humble song. But okay, so then, so then, what does what does Ken Goodrich play? Then what would be the what would be the song you walk out to that would be your song? I like the Gettle song. Oh, there's oh. a Gettle song. Gettle. G-O-E-T-T-L. Gettle. That would actually really make a hard lot of sense. to spell. Gettle. It's made of metal. <laughs> So-called Gettle. I forgot it. But oh my that gosh. is amazing. He nailed it. Chris. All right. Bank it. Oh, that's, man. that's going on the, the back half of 2021 highlights. Oh, and we memorized it. That actually brings up a good point, not to get right into the business stuff, but you need to have a jingle. You need to have a jingle. That's a good jingle. Yep. A little jingle in your pocket. Yep. Who um, made that jingle for you? You want to name drop? Roy Williams. Oh, of course. Roy, Roy Williams, the Wizard of Ads. Yep. Awesome. Mm-hmm. We have this. Thanks for uh, thanks for playing the game along Endure, with this Thanks for enduring. That was great. That. Thanks for being a good sport about it too. Um, the the Rhino X event coming if up. If you haven't heard about it, it's coming up. Two days. In two days. Well, two days from the time this podcast launches. Oh, good call. Yeah, thank you. Man, you're always on. I told you I'm on your schedule, dude. Jeez. Yeah, you're on it. So uh, we're excited about it. It's been a uh, it's been a lot of planning. Actually, it was supposed to happen at the end of last year. Um, and then this little thing called COVID got in the way. <clears throat> and so it has been postponed, and now it is coming up in a few days. And so thankfully, um, my man Ken here is coming to speak. Um, some truth bombs, some knowledge to share his knowledge and wisdom. Not tips and not tricks. Not tips and tricks. His knowledge and wisdom. Um, with the attendees and make some connections and things like that. I'm excited. I'm really excited for the event because the whole purpose of the event was to try and bring people together of different sizes, but to keep the group small. Okay, companies of different sizes, but are in the home services space, mostly HVAC and plumbing, and um, and to try and elevate the industry, if you will, right? Yep. Bring everybody together of different sizes to learn from one another, to make connections, and... Um, the plan is to elevate the industry, right? I think this is a great year for us to do that. But the purpose of the Rhino X event is to, one, you want, we want those coming to be able to learn from each other, but also to take that information and grow. Because like we always say, TP, you know, um, ambition without action is it's useless. It's useless. Right. So we want everybody to come in, learn from each other, grow, elevate the industry. But the whole reason for the, the letter X in the Rhino X event is for an experience. Right. I want everybody to have a good experience while they're there. I want them to take that experience and then go and have a good experiences in their companies. I want to take those experiences and have good experiences with their customers because life is full of experiences. I'd like them to be good experiences. Yeah. So there's also a lot of transformation that's happening, right? And I think in our industry, and I've seen a lot of unity, like especially last year. And yeah. even with the podcast, like even Ken, I mean, the, the volume people that reach out to, us thanking us for you, the things that you've shared on the podcast you've been on here, as well as all the other guests too, has been amazing. And so it just 
reassures us that we're doing the right thing and bringing information to them, but creating unity and creating transformation in the industry. And what I think that is so cool and why like divine intervention and timing, all this stuff works out so cool is that, um, Ken, you guys can't, you know, can, I guess, I don't know. You're not, we're not, we have video on this. Perfect. So you're going to see that Ken has had quite the transformation. It's been quite the, uh, it's been quite the past, gosh, almost a year, right? Um, of transformation for Ken. And I'm excited to talk about that a little bit. Paul, do you want to uh, elaborate on that at all? Well, I do. I remember seeing a, you know, a picture of Ken a couple of weeks ago and it really stopped the HVAC internet for a moment because everyone was like, wow, Ken looks so different. So over the last year or so, you have really, really, you've lost a lot of weight and you've made some changes in your life that have had a really good impact. And as we've talked about it, we realized that like, all of us as business owners and everybody listening to this, we're all on that journey we, at, at different stages of it, right? And something that can apply to every single listener. So tell us about your journey. I mean, um, for those who are, are not seeing this, I mean, if you look at it, we'll do a side-by-side maybe a year ago, you know, Ken, you look like a brand new man. So what happened? What inspired you? How'd you get here? You look great. Uh, well, thank you. Um, I guess I'll, I'll start with, so I really have been, I got out of balance and I, and I went out, I was just so focused on driving and building Gettle for the last five, six years. Um, uh, you know, my, my vision and my goal is I'm going to build a nationwide brand, singular brand with Gettle. And I was just putting everything I had into that. And, you know, I got out of balance. I was, and I was like most, many of us do in, owning small businesses, you know, we, you know, we take, we take from the other aspects of our lives, we get unbalanced. And I got to a point where it was, it was Thanksgiving of, of uh, 19. Mm -hmm. And that morning I got up and I got on the scale and I looked at the scale and I said, holy shit. And I went to, I went to my wife and I said, um, I went to my wife and I said, um, I weigh 325 pounds and I, you know, it just ruined my Thanksgiving. And then I decided at that moment, I'm going to do something. Right. And so I started out then and I started, you know, the basic routines, low car blocking this and that. And I got into about this time last year. Um, and, and I'd lost some weight, maybe 30 pounds and then COVID hit. And I got, I put on my COVID-20. So I went <laughs> down 30, yep. back 20, right? And I got to a point, I was still unbalanced. I was, you know, just miserable. And, and uh, you know, as the business continued to grow, you know, the the strain on me and the requirements of me got deeper, right? Yeah. It, uh, yep. You know, I had, I had to be more on top of things. And, you know, I was sitting there one night and I, literally felt like it was going to die. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was coming home at night, cracked the bottle of the wine with yeah. my wife and then maybe the second one and maybe delve into <laughs> the third a little bit. And I'm just <laughs> sitting there and thinking I'm going to die. Now I had started to reflect back on some conversations I had with some other, my industry friends. Now you got to understand me in that I was Bred, born and bred to be in this business. Yep. I 
have touched or talked about HVAC every day for the last 50 years. Wow. I started holding the flashlight for my dad when I was 10. I'm not quite 60 yet, but for all intents and purposes, 50 years every single day, it's been my passion. Any, that's all I do. That's what I dream of, think of, is building and working in this business. And so I'm connected into it because I love it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, it's just what I do. It is you. And so, you know, there's some guys that I've connected with a lot. By the way, it's interesting, a little left turn here. It is interesting to me, like these Facebook groups, like the Einsteins. It's like you communicate enough with these people, even though you don't know them, we're, we connect and we're like friends, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's I interesting it. to me. But anyway, like, you know, I've talked to some guys who have made some changes. One of them that's been a podcast on this podcast is Ishmael. Yep. Ishmael Valdez. And, uh, you know, he told me about some challenges he had uh, in his life, and he quit drinking and things like that. So those guys, guys like Ishmael inspired me some. So I just kind of got to COVID-20, stopped drinking, and I decided, since I wasn't going to the office that much, um, I put on my AirPods and started walking. Yep. And I conducted every meeting every day over the phone, walking. Now, at first, my people thought I might be having a heart attack. I did have to qualify. <laughs> Everybody, I will be walking today. I'm not having a heart attack. Yep. And, you know, I just really walked it off. And Like walking around the office, around the outside. What, what was your process? No, I, I uh, you know, I hung up on my Scottsdale house during COVID because it's kind of a little outskirts, you know. And, yep. you know, you didn't, you didn't know if the apocalypse was coming or whatever. So I was like, <laughs> right. well, I'm getting out here where the hillbillies are and, <laughs> and you know, build my fortress, right? Yep. So I was walking around the desert. So I was out there walking around the desert. You might have seen some of my uh, yeah. animal life po- postings and yeah. cactuses. It's all coming together. So I've just walked it off. And uh, I'm really proud to say I'm a very goal-oriented person, right? Yeah. I've been setting goals since I was a kid. And so when I started this, I set a goal. And my goal got me to it was 90 pounds, and I just hit it today. Congratulations, today, man. 90, 90 pounds. Lost 90 pounds. Yeah, and from walking and eating right and – Quit drinking. I quit drinking. Yeah. Yep. Nice. We were, t- yeah. we were talking about it earlier, like you, and this is for all the listeners who are inspired to take control of their life. Like don't underestimate the power of walking. You don't have to do CrossFit. You don't have to do Orange Theory. You don't have to do all these wild things. Go for a walk and then walk a little more. And then I, and you know, and I started, you know, interesting about this whole journey. So I, I started having success and I started to work on it. And then I kind of went back to some, some other things I had learned in my life and, and, some other people I'm associated with, and I started um, getting up in the morning and reflecting on my goals, my long-term goals, my 90-day goals, what I got accomplished today. I started kind of deciding what kind of man am I going to be the rest of my life? Yeah, you know, do I need to course correct on anything? Who? Who am I? And I started examining those things. Why do I want it? Um, what do I want and why do I want it? And I started really focusing on those sorts of things, journaling, you know, just kind of the healthy stuff. But, you know, the the COVID quarantine really helped that, right? Because yeah. slowed you down? Kind of forced you to slow it down. It slowed me down and allowed me to only focus on the um, important but not urgent things in my life and in my business. I mean, there's so many innovations that we've implemented over last year uh, 
technology into our business because I had time to think. Yeah. You know, you, you, I didn't go in, even write about in this book, in, in the book that I wrote with Michael Gerber, about how sometimes in business, if you're not careful, it'll be just like the game show where you walk into the plexiglass tube and the fan turns on and the money's money flying up. around and you're trying to catch all the money. You don't really catch any money. <laughs> yeah. So rather than carefully planning out your your attack and walking in with a bag and standing there and collecting it all, right? And so I had time to think. And so we've implemented such great uh, new initiatives in the company, growing very rapidly. And then we, uh, you know, I had time to think about myself and get myself in balance. So now that you are the new CEO of Ken's Health, is that helping you run your business better? What have you learned through this process? SmartAC.com, SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not on edge, you know. Yeah. I can, like I said, I'm focusing on the um, important and not urgent items. Uh, I'm letting my team run the business more. Um, I find that my, my heart's open. I'm open, more open, and more open to ideas, and uh, I just generally, generally much more happier and more content. And right, it makes me uh, connect better with my people. I mean, it, you know, the whole thing, this whole journey's been on, has really ignited so many different parts of my life, my marriage, my um, relationship with my kids. You know, yeah, my uh, faith. You know, all the way down. Good grief. Did you I hear know. that? I did, man. And again, for the listeners who aren't looking, he just looks wonderful. All new clothes too, right? No. He always looks sharp coming in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got, He's just a little yeah, smaller. I got, I got clothes from, like I got, I got, I don't know. He's holding his hands out. Like <laughs> I he got would. sizes from. Yeah. I got pants from 36 <laughs> to 52. Yeah. Jeez. Get rid of the 52s. Never go back. No option. Um, I, I love that you just shared all that. Yeah. I mean, good grief. Um, I And maybe I'm wrong, uh, but I think I might have saw a little emotion in the eye over there. Did you see it? Maybe not. Maybe your eyes are just watering. You know? Maybe you're just a little blurry. But Hey, listen, it's been, uh, you know, it has been, it's been life-changing. Yeah. You know, it's I've, I've completely course corrected i'm sitting on my i'm sitting on my couch two o'clock in the morning reflecting thinking i'm gonna die i'm i'm not sure if i'm gonna wake up tomorrow yeah and so i took charge and i've always been good at setting goals and implementing things and you know going and getting what i wanted now this is a challenging one i mean you know everybody knows how hard it is to kind of pull yourself together and or or make a a body slash or and mental changes yeah 
Now, though, I will say I'm, I'm certainly cognizant of the fact that all the real work starts right now, right? Yeah. Right now. I hit my goal. Now how am I going to keep it there? Not go backwards. Yeah, and so I'm really now re- focusing on the mental game of this. Yeah. Well, so I remember, actually, what's you and I have had many conversations, and usually they're in the evening, and you're always walking. So um, I remember, it's, it's interesting now to think about how many times I would talk to you, and you would say, well, I'm walking, or I'm walking, or doing whatever, and now I know that's the process you're going through. That's pretty cool. Um, so... What would you say to um, give the listeners, like who may find themselves stuck with some any sort of like declining health? Like what was the easy, was, is, is it as simple as just saying, hey, just start walking? Like is there some, because I know you're a process guy. Is there something that you, that you could share with them that says, hey, this is what I did that helped. Um, like is there anything that you can share to help make somebody get started? And, and I want the listeners to, to, you know, it's easy to listen to this and be like, oh, it's just another weight loss story. Yeah. Isn't, if you think it's just another weight loss story, that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. It's actually a mental transformation, right? And that actually is the goal is you're changing. What you were saying is, man, I need to think more about just how to grow my business um, or how I'm just focusing on business. Um, there's so much more to life, and but you got to be here to be a part of it. And you got to be healthy to be a part of it. And your brain has to be willing to change, I think, for your own mental health. And you can't, like, routines scare me, like, to an extent. Like, I don't want to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. I just don't. But that's me. But I do care about, you know, I didn't want to go to Flagstaff last night. My daughter turned 21, and she goes to Northern Arizona University. So I drove to Flagstaff last night. Snowing up there, didn't want a part of it. But that's what you do because that's what matters a lot to me. That doesn't mean this business doesn't matter. You know, I came in here early and on little sleep because that's what you do. But it's because I care about my family. I care about my employees. I care about my customers. I care about this business. I care about this podcast. I'm glad Kim was coming in. But it's like a holistic approach for me on I want to do what makes me feel good. And, you know, subsequently for me, running the business makes me feel good because of what it does. But I got to be good. And I got to be strong up here. This whole thing is relatable to business. And because I've, I've in business, I have made transforma- transformations many times. You know, I've taken companies that were just, you know, ready to shut their doors and, and supercharge them and grow them. Right. You know, and like Michael Gerber said, I, I take companies where the owner, the creator was never able to do anything with it. And I overnight mm-hmm. were able, was able have been able to transform them. And and I think the formula that I used for my recent transformation is the same thing in right. business as well, right? And, and the way I look at it is disruption theory. So you got to get yourself, how do you get yourself to make the left turn? Yeah. Okay, what do you have to do to make yourself make the left turn? And in my cases, I knew that for a business, for myself, for other people, how did we get the disruption? So, um, you know, I'll, I'll go into a company, for instance, and we'll just, you know, I, I've been in cases in the and we buy a company, and I'd show up the first day with a trash can in my hand, and I would say, throw all your price books in this trash can, 
here's your new price books and let's go, <laughs> right? Disrupt it. And uh, it's just things like that. So on this weight loss thing, the one thing, another thing that I did was I was, uh, so I'm sitting there, I feel like I'm going to die in the couch. And so I'm thumbing through, you know, I'm trying to find something interesting to comment on service Einstein's, right? <laughs> yep. And and I see this ad, it's ad about businessmen, you know, drinking too much and, you know, life, you know, not pulling together. So I'm like, okay, this is a little hokey for me. So I thought a little hokey for me, but I got to disrupt myself. I got to take the left turn. So I, I bought something on Facebook. And let me tell you this. I don't want to give the wrong impression like I'm old, but I've never bought anything online ever. I have wow. never personally ordered anything online. That's another subject. That's unbelievable, Ken. Yeah. No, I have people that order stuff for me. <laughs> okay, but I, I have never right. personally ordered anything online. Back in my little shame box, <laughs> so, loser. So I so I so I ordered so I ordered this program. It's called I Am a Comeback, right? And so I got the comeback, and it has a little manual that, you know, a lot of the stuff I just talked about, who am I, what do I want, why do I want it, goal setting, journaling, fitness, uh, and, you know, they have a program. This was your e-myth to disruption. Yeah, and so I just, I'm a, I, you know, when I get on something, I never stop until I'm done. That's yep. just a trait about me, but... Um, so I got the program, a six-week program, and that's kind of got me kicked off, right? And I since have become good friends with the, the founder of that, and uh, he's got a really interesting business model. And, and you're going to write a book with him. And, <laughs> and, 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 and uh, you, know, he's, you know, he's out there helping thousands of men, business owners. And so I've connected now with thousands wow. more other business owners and what we do, and it's, it's become a great community. So, you know, that was my disruption technique follow me yeah and yeah. it's interesting that you but what you kind of what you did was actually the same thing you did with business in general with the email then you read that because it's what kind of what started to give you direction because you read it like 30 40 some odd times at this point however many times you've written it you've read it but that was like your initial guide whereas now this i said it jokingly the email to disruption but that's kind of what it was for you is it was just a it was a this was what set you down that or at least gave you some sort of direction down that path right and then, and then, but it's okay to make that you could take it and then make it your own past the six weeks. And pure Ken Goodrich style, he becomes good buddies with the owner of it. And now he's, in, in, you know, integrated into the group of people. But that's what's, I think, um, that's a gift that you have of, um, there's like, you just have this natural leadership in you. You clearly are, are you know, have perseverance. That's kind of who you are in your DNA. But you also have this like gift to lead. But I think what makes it so meaningful is how deep you go down the path, how focused you stay on the path, like, and you follow this, like, regimented structure that proves itself over and over again. And then you implement the same thing over and over and over. In this instance, you can't do it to yourself over it. Well, you could, I guess, but only to a certain extent. But what you're doing here is saying, this is what I did. Now you can now you can go and do it. But this was just the path that you took. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm not, this is not an advertisement for I Am A Comeback, but you guys, you know, people who are struggling with some of this stuff should check it out, Iamacomeback.com. Now, it's not cheap, but I'm like, you got to, you have to do something that makes you think differently. Yeah. Obligate yourself to something else to get you off this, out of this groove, right? Yeah. And so, 
you know, Mark Jennison is the founder of this place, and um, his his personal mission is that he wants to help 10 million men. Wow. So anyway, that was one of the things that I did, um, and I've been marching through it. And um, are you happier? I just don't. I don't even feel like the same guy, to yeah. be honest yeah. with you. I... I, I I um. I just feel good. I feel happy. I feel uh, connected to the universe. I feel yeah. open. Um, so good, dude. You are a different person. Like you yeah. walked in that door, a different person. I mean, and, and I don't even know how to explain it other than, I mean, you just came in with this like glow. You're yeah. smiling. Like I mean, it was not that you don't smile, but sometimes it's yeah. hard to make Ken smile. The old Ken smile. Um. I think it's because I did the mental work as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and by the way, so just the other just Monday or just last week and I'm thinking, man, I feel so good. I'm going to make sure I'm going to make sure that I feel this good every day for the rest of my life, there you right? Go. So I went I took the program, this comeback program. And I started again on Monday. I'm going to do six more weeks just yeah. so I get it in my DNA. Yep. Now, you've had tremendous, you know, financial and material success over the years, right? You can kind of look at that in one hand. And you've just been on this journey and had a lot of success. How do you compare the two? You know, I, I got to tell you, I did this post today on Service Einstein's yeah. about this. Uh, I saw it. This base that I got. My first customer didn't have the money to pay me. And it's really... It's really never been, I know that, I know there's going to be a lot of people who chuckle at this one, but it's really never been about the money for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a result. Sure. But for me, it's about accomplishment. How far can I go? How far can I push my people to go or lead my people to go? And, and because every time that we take a step forward, every time that we accomplish a goal, get a little stronger, get a little smarter, get a little more confident and, and allows us to take the next step. And so, you know, it's called stacking wins, right? So yep. I'm stacking wins every time I can, every chance I get so that see how far I can get in this world, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm thinking the other day, I'm ha- I, I had a conference call, introduction conference call with um, – a private equity firm that's interested in investing in us. And you've had those before. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm thinking I started in a, I'm st- I started in a 20 year old Ford van with the school district logo still on the side <laughs> of the truck. And I'm on the phone with one of the world's largest PE firms and there's sheiks on the phone. That's when you know the Sheiks. money's there. Sheiks. Sheiks. Yeah, I'm like, man, what a journey. What yeah. Quite a journey <laughs> from a service truck, right? That's amazing. I love it. And I'm not, listen, I, I'm really, you know, I want to make sure. So I love the accomplishment, and and I like seeing my people thrive. I, I, there's, I've had lots of lots of people come through my operation, and... I'm very successful uh, in their own right. Um, I've had lots of people be successful with me, uh, you know, reaching both their professional goals and their financial goals. 
And so that's very satisfying. And, you know, that's the reward for me. Don't get me wrong. I like the stuff. But if I had to choose, the, the stuff would go. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much more valuable. Yeah. So what perspective? Um, I'm going to try to segue here, Chris. It's really hard because we could just talk about this the entire time. Yeah, no. But, you know, on, on the last few podcasts, and as, as for those who have gotten to know you, you talk about, you know, the, the first pivotal moment in your life was when you picked up the, the e-myth and then you went on to co-author with Michael Lee Gerber. I want to go a little bit deeper on the back half of this podcast for you to kind of break down the framework and the principles from that book so that our listeners can objectively look at their business and understand how you specifically look and evaluate your business and how you make those improvements, similar to how you looked at your own life and made, you know, decisions to have a better impact. Right. Well, you know, well, let me start out with this. I, I touched on it earlier. You know how in Russia, when they wanted to win the Olympics, they would take children and they would, you know, DNA test them and test them all this stuff at, you know, infants and toddlers and they say you're going to be a gymnast right yeah. well that happened to me and my dad said you're going to be an air conditioning guy yeah. right and so um i mean at at a very young age i was troubleshooting air conditioners and to troubleshoot an air conditioner it is it really is a systematic process right so it's a system do you have electricity do mm -hmm. you have this and you go through the process, you go all the way down to the, the failed component, and then you could go deeper if you want, but there's a process by it. So I get the process. I was wired to get the process from the very beginning. So when I see it, I get it, but I have to have the schematic. I have to have the plan, and then I can drive the plan, right? And so when I saw, when I read the E-Myth book, Michael Gerber had not come out with the seven centers of management of seven centers of management attention yet. So I, uh, a couple years later it came out. And so I started reading it and it, and it was like, Eureka, I found it, right? It's here's my schematic and the seven centers of management attention, which is what Michael Gerber calls, you know, these are the, these are the seven places that you need to build your business systems in are number one, leadership, management, money, marketing, lead generation, lead conversion, and client fulfillment, okay? Now, there's other words to describe those types of things. I just keep with the system, and as, and as soon as I saw that, you want to you wanna go into our computer system and go to the accounting functions, we go to the money folder, yep. right? You want to talk about, uh, you want to talk about, Sales, we go to the lead conversion folder, right? And all our files are inside there, right? So I've just modeled the business by this, right? So anyway, that's how I, that's how I attacked writing my business back, you know, back in the early 90s. And that's how I attack every business that we acquire and sell and do whatever we do with them. Do you are so of those seven and I'm sorry, there's seven centers of management attention. Um, what's it look like when you evaluate one of your locations? Like how do you prioritize? Like what filter do you use 
to like operate the business knowing those seven centers. Okay. So, and, and let me reframe your question a little bit and say this. If you were, you know, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're getting ready to start your business, this is how I would suggest you start your business. Okay. With the seven centers. Okay. So the first thing's leadership. You're the leader and the leader is going to set the tone for the whole business, right? The vision, vision, the mission, the uh, core values, you know, that all the, all, who are we, what are we about, where are we heading and what is it going to look like when it's done? You know, when is it done and what does it got to look like when it's done? And I don't, you know, most people don't even think about that. I know I didn't like, when's it ever done? Right. Right. But there's got to be a done. And so, and what happens when it's done? So that's the leadership portion. Now, the three, you know, the three fundamentals of everyday business, small business are lead generation. I get a lead, lead conversion. I sell some of those leads, client fulfillment. Fulfillment. I do the work, right? So if I were approaching a new business, what I'd say is, okay, knowing those three things, I'd start there. And I would say, okay, client fulfillment. Let's, before we even start, let's go ahead and put together, here's the 12 things I'm going to sell. Here's the 25 things I'm going to sell. And and here's how I'm going to fulfill the contracts when I get them. Um, You know, I, I posted our new training units that we have and we deploy to all our centers now where you go in and you are trained when you install an air conditioner at Gettle, a three-star horizontal split gas, go to that training center, uh, disassemble it, put it back, take the test, get it quality assured, and pass that before you can go on a ch- on the job, right? And so you get your, your, your um, client fulfillment system in order first. First. That's number one. Here's what I sell, and here's how I do it, right? It's not sell it and figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what we all do. Like yeah. we're techs, you know. I, you know, I went out, I went out and started selling stuff. I'm putting it in, and you know, going back out, and and then I then I hired some guys. Like you put it in, and then they put it in wrong, and then I have to go back to fix it and all <laughs> yep. the nonsense. I mean now, like now we're at a point where we're putting it in. It's like, it's like McDonald's. It's yeah. It's good 99% of the time, and we are tracking those results. And we know when we know where to tweak the process to make sure that we don't go back and we have, uh, we give everything that we promised the customer. Can I go a little bit deeper on that? Because that sounds easy. Like that makes perfect sense to me. I can imagine if someone's got a couple crews out there right now, that's like overwhelming. Like, where do you start, right? Where do you start to get the processes, to get the manuals, to get the training? So I would say, I mean, just start simple. I would, I would not, I, I would start with, I'm going to build up. This is how my system looks, and you can do it physically. I mean, we 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 have actually built physical models, and then we built books. You know, that say this is how it looks. Here's every view and how every system looks. You build this those internally, even. those books. Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, I have, a, I have a, I have a a great degree of confidence when we deploy a new crew out, it's going to be done our way. Yeah. Right. Uh, was did that answer your question? Not the easy way. 
right away. <laughs> right yeah, away. that answers my question. Okay. Yeah. And then I would say, I was had this conversation the other day. You don't have to, you know, don't overwhelm yourself. You could literally say, here's one system. I sell one system. I install it this way. And that's what I do. And then as you get good at that, you can add another, another system. Yep. This is what I do. Here's a standard in, in the air, for you air conditioning guys. We have this for plumbing too, but for you air conditioning guys, here's a 16-seer uh, split gas horizontal attic installation, and that's what we sell. I mean, you start getting into the more um, high-tech stuff. That's a whole other you know, set of... Uh, variables that you need to deal with, but you got to plan that up before you do it, right? Yeah. So I, you know, start easy one. Okay, now you, you got, then I went back into how am I going to sell it? You got to create a sales system. Now, let me tell you something. Every business system available to run our business, a first-class, world-class company is available to buy, to implement. You can be part of the best practice groups and get the material, you can go online and use this tool. I saw it the other day. What's it called? It starts with a G, G, O, G O O G L E dot com. <laughs> go on there and and ask for what you want, and miraculously, like I, I saw some guy on you Einstein's. Have people who do that for you. Yeah, I saw some guys on Einstein's that, uh, you know, he was asking about how do I get my accounting system. <laughs> I think I saw this. Yeah, put put together. But, I mean, there are companies out there that say, here, here's your accounts payable filing system, and they send it to you all done, all labeled everything. Just put this one and put the A's in this file and this one, you know. Here's your uh, payroll system, you know. And you don't have to reinvent the wheel. So, anyway, my point is, Sales systems, there's so many good, solid sales trainers and sales systems out there. Just pick one and go. There's some of my favorites. You know, I don't, I don't want to over-promote sure. Joe Crucero, but um, <laughs> Uncle Joe. there's, there's That's uh, a solid drop right there. Yeah, there's, there's my favorites, but yeah. has he there's a, a lot of great guys. Yeah, you just said you don't want to over-promote, but has he, um, have you used him throughout the years, Joe, with your team? No, I just creep around and steal his stuff off the internet, <laughs> and, I, and I make it mine. That's what I do. Sorry, Joe. Come by. I'll buy you dinner. Thanks, Joe. So, all right, so now, we're, now we can sell something, right? Uh, now we lead gen, and I'm going to shamelessly promote here. You want to get some leads? Call Rhino. They'll get you leads, right? They'll get you leads. They'll say, if you spend this much money, you'll get this much leads, and you sell this many leads for this price, guess what? And you put it in with your client fulfillment system, guess what? You're making money. You just gave away all of our secrets. Yep. It's all out there now. We're there exposed. Now all my competitors have it. All right, so now <laughs> you're in business, right? I sell these four things. They're installed perfectly every single time. I got quality control. I got happy customers. They're not bothering me. I have to go back. I have a sales system. This is how it's sold. It can give me a, a good, predictable closing ratio so I know when I get a lead, I can predict that I can sell a lead for this average ticket and this margin. Yep. So you got that in place. Then you got the machine, the Rhino machine, fuel in the machine, right? right. It's, it's pumping in the leads. 
All right, so now the, the machine's running. Now I'm making money. Money's coming in. What do I do? You focus on the money center, right? The finance side. So again, like I said, knowing what I know now, I would have <laughs> just went out and said, okay, let's, let's go get, let's go buy some of these systems and put them in place. Here's my filing system for payables. Here's my filing systems for receivables. Here's my uh, payroll system. Here's my, you know, put it in place. Or there's third party, there's third parties that will do all that for you virtually. Mm-hmm. But I put that in place, right? So now you run the business, you're getting leads, you're closing leads, you put in work impeccably, and you're putting money in the bank and you're paying your bills, right? So the next thing um, um, that you might want to start focusing on is management. Yep. And what management mean is all the people side of the business. Right. So again, there's lots of companies out there that can help a virtual a, a, virtual HR, make sure that you got your job descriptions in order, your pay plans are compliant, your, um, um, you know, your uh, reviews, meaningful reviews, things like that. You put all that stuff in place. So now I got the, the management system running. My people are taken care of, I, and I'm developing my culture to keep them happy and and driving towards my vision vision right, right. and then the I, I think the final one and and it's important but everybody starts here and I wouldn't say start here is marketing and when I say marketing marketing is not lead generation right, right? marketing yep. is your brand yep. okay what's the logo what's the colors why are the colors that way what does it say what does it say about you who are you what do you stand for you know what is a brand and you really can start to focus on your brand. But I would never spend the money and focus the time and energy on the brand before the machine was pumping out my widgets at a good pace, right? But everybody likes to start there. They get the logo. They get the business cards. Back in my day, they used to get the letterhead. (laughs) And then they get the... Dan Antonelli rap. We're really excited, right? But Shout all out. the other all the other stuff is in disarray. And so I wouldn't put my name out there with this brand until I know that every single customer that I serve can get served in a five-star manner, right? And you can't do that until the, the other uh, six pieces are in place. What do you think about that coming from your perspective? I think it, well, so um, I like that you, broke down marketing because I do think it's looked at the wrong way um, or just misunderstood on what it really is. But I believe that, at least from our philosophy here, is we're nothing without the client fulfillment piece being on point because that is who we are. What we're delivering is uh, growth for companies. And now how we do it. So it's almost like the uh, Simon Sinek thing where he talks about starts with why is that was a a moment for me changing on – I learned, I guess, or I guess I got lucky early on um, that if I chased the client fulfillment and I had the right processes in place and I kept getting smarter, um, that the revenue would follow. And now if I knew if I kept like client fulfillment using your terms on point, I would retain my customers because my model being a little bit different and I could grow a business, a healthy business if customers stayed. The only way they're going to stay is if I'm actually giving them lead volume and then making sure I'm tracking every lead volume for them and knowing the cost per 
but I had to find, I found that I was having to do it for the contractors. Like I was having to be the, I mean, I didn't create the Rhino tracks listening reporting team because I wanted to, it was because I had to. And the reason being is most don't have the time or don't have somebody to focus on actually listening to the lead volume coming in and knowing truly where it came from and was it new. So I had to do it for them. But my focus, this is why I did it. My focus was on do whatever I can to make sure the customer is successful. If that means I got to do this piece, then I'm going to figure this piece out too. And I believe, I genuinely believe that's what's elevated us to the reputable business we are today is that we focused on that client fulfillment piece first, making sure like we did it and we did a good job. And if we didn't, you owned it. I would, I, I would say from your seat at this stage of the game of this company, I would say you would even be more selective of your customers and make sure they have their client fulfillment systems in place before you put your name on it. Because if they can't deliver, they're just going to blame you, yeah. right? If, if, if your contractor doesn't deliver to their customer, they're going to blame you Absolutely. for their failure. And so, I, you know, like Roy Williams. Roy Williams... Again, I'm I'm a I I got some tenacity in me. I will never if I want something, I will never ever stop until I get it. Okay, and so with Roy Williams, he literally stiffed armed me for two years before he agreed to work for me. <laughs> two years, but I'm like I'm not going into business without you. So this is the way it's going to go, and I st stayed on him. And you know now we have a great relationship, and he's really really been a key partner in our business. But you know what What he says? Here's his motto. He doesn't want to work. He will not work with anybody that doesn't have the client fulfillment system in place. He just doesn't. That's number one. And number two, he won't work with anybody who isn't what he calls a self-selected insider. Somebody who says, you're my guy. Nobody else is my guy. I believe in you. I'm not going to second guess you. I'm not going to whine. I'm not going to complain. I believe in you. Do what you do. I'll do what I do. Okay? A self-selected insider, not somebody who looks at you as the magic beans. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And there's so many guys, you know, I, I by the way, the reason why I reach out and coach and help people a little bit, because I've been there, man. Yeah. It's been a struggle, and, and I have been every place. You There, there is no – well, I guess there's some, but there's there's pretty much no stories that you can tell me that you've been in this space that I haven't had a relative story, right? Yeah. And, and so, one, I give back in a means – as a means to educate myself as well, right? So I'm talking to guys. I always find a gem. I always get a gem. Or – I make a contact where I can pick up the phone and say, hey, what do you think about this? Or, hey, I'm thinking about coming to Kansas City. Tell me about this. Or, you know, he's Indiana, but. Yeah, pointing to Brandon. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you get my point. So yeah. that's my my currency is helping, helping others. And then, uh, you know, they'll help me back. So how many locations are you up to now? Um, we're at seven and we'll be, you know, by the end of next month, we'll have 10. Got it. As you roll into one of the, those locations, how do you have, how do you size up? 
how that particular organization is doing in each of the seven categories, the seven centers of management? So I've taken I've taken the seven centers and I created a, a checklist called Branch Right. Branch Right. Branch Right. And you know what number one is? Leadership. <laughs> Can the leader recruit, train, and motivate the best and brightest? And if, if I don't think that can happen, then I got to start right there. I got to get a leader, yeah. right? And I and I've just kind of you know I've I've kind of extracted the fine points out of each seven, and I make the checklist. And so my team goes in there, and makes the assessment. We'll go right down the list. Is are the positions right? In other words, do you have a position agreement. Do you have the uh, org chart? And does the org chart deliver? on the client fulfillment promises. Like for instance, okay, you got an org chart where you say you got, you know, you got the salesman and all, and all the installers, but you know, are they, do you have supervision to make sure it's perfect? Do you have quality assurance in there to make sure it's perfect? Do you have, you have, uh, you know, customer follow-up to make sure it's perfect, right? So those, you know, we make the org chart, right? And we and we start attacking it like that. And we put the team together. Then are the people, right? Are, you know, are, are they of the character and caliber that you need to execute the plan? And so, you know, we do personality profiles and kind of make sure we got the kind of right people, some background checks, this and that, just make sure they're the right t- people that we're going to invest our time and energy in. You know, I, I like buying underperforming companies, and the reason why is because I'm, I'm building a singular brand. I'm not cobbling together a bunch of big names. And that's a strategy. It's just not mine. I want my, my vision is to ghettoize the nation. Yep. Right? Everyone a ghetto. Now, so um, everything we do is kind of based on that direction. Seems to be working. Anyway, so I've taken the seven <laughs> centers. I made my branch right system. We click down through that. It'll give us our to-do list. Who does what when? When's it going to get done by? We start working on those tasks. We get those tax tasks implemented. And we always have seen a big lift in the business. Oh, by the way, let's go back to, like, I like to buy the underperforming companies because um, it's, it's, you know, the, the – the real high-end performing companies are you're going to pay a premium. And so because of that investment and the cash flows that they're throwing off, you got to be so careful about change and you have to dance and you have to walk on pins and needles. And I want a Gettle brand, right? I want to honor the legacy of Gettle that invented the residential air conditioner across the U.S. So... It, it's a lot easier taking some more moldable businesses like clay where I can put them in my right direction instead of a, a really heavy, good, solid culture that's I'm not changing. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. As you look across the business or the, or the, the locations, rather, um, is there usually a theme where they're hurting most? Oh, oh, by the way, and then I always, I always, the business become worth, the profit margin on the businesses are much more as a business doing it that way than paying these, you know, 15, 16, 17 multiples for people. Right. You get me? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Monopoly, you know, when you go to the the cheap 
properties, yep. but you get a bunch of them. It's like that. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I forgot my question. Oh, is there a theme across the locations where it's usually leadership or it's usually fulfillment? Like, what do you see there? Any patterns? Always leadership. Yeah. Always leadership. And we're going to talk more about that. I have I have a, why well, I, I don't know if I should say this or not. Yes. Well, I'm going to say it. Thank you. So I have a, I, ha, I, I, I acquired a company, a guy is a really good friend of mine, and, and you know, we bought it. You know, one of the reasons we merged is, is he, he got in a rut, right? Nice business, beautiful company. It's still a beautiful company, but, you know, he kind of got in a rut, and so he wasn't making any profit. And, you know, to me, that's the greatest sin is that you have a company that doesn't make a profit because when you don't make a profit, you can't reinvest back in the business. You can't put any cash away for the slow times and the challenges. You're just putting all your people at risk, yeah. right? So, I, you know, that's not what I do. So I, uh, I got the business, and I don't know, we're in it six months, eight months, and he's like, well, you know, you know I was saying, hey, I'm not going to mention names, but I said, <laughs> I, say, I said, hey, I need you to get out in the field and go visit the guys and the jobs and hug them and talk to them and see what they're doing and, and be part of them and bring them close. You know, we're, we're rebranding and that requires, you know, change is scary for people. It requires you to get that. And he goes, you know, Ken, that's not really me. You know, I, I kind of, I'm a visionary. I said, well, Hey, how about you start envisioning some profit and get out there and get these guys pulled together? That's, That's pretty a good. good. Uh, Chris is red faced, <laughs> cracking so, up. Well, listen, like there's there's a little bit of truth in every joke. There is. <laughs> so you're from Simi Valley to Austin now. Is that the range? San Antonio. Yeah, we're in San Antonio, Antonio, but yeah, I guess uh, well, I'm not really sure the geography. Who's well, yeah. San Antonio and Austin to me are the same place. You know, it's a kind of a yeah. big metroplex. But uh, yeah, we just we just uh, acquired um, uh, Dayton Services out there in Austin. A great foundation to start with, and and a know, great market. We'll check. We'll start checking off the branch right, and we'll build that business too. Real estate's really on fire out there. Oh, it's yeah. really tough to find a facility. Oh yeah, it's booming. I mean, Tesla's moving out or building out there. That's going to grow. That's a great market. <laughs> but Coy, you know, he he created the business and uh, he's done a great job, a great foundation to work from. And yep. and so your key leadership are those usually the people that are leading and own the company prior to you coming in, or are you bringing people in from outside of there? Outside, you know, I have not. You know, over the years, I have just not. I've I haven't done a been able to really hold on to a lot of the uh, the former owners, but remember, they're struggling businesses, right? Yeah. They're struggling owners. Struggling businesses have struggling owners. Yeah. Well, that was profound, wasn't it? Yeah. Struggling businesses have struggling owners. So, it's your next book. So you know, <laughs> I have few like Stephen Gamps was Las Vegas Air. He's still with us and a real key sales driver in our Las Vegas location. So. Uh, Dan Burke, uh, who was a former president of Gettle, uh, still on with us today at 76. Awesome. You know, a real leader, a real solid, uh, experienced leader. 
I mean, he's kind of, he's kind of, he's a mentor for me and, you know, he's my human shield. (laughs) (laughs) You've had, you've had good luck with hiring leadership though, outside of the industry. I have, I have, you know, how that started though is interesting is, you know, again, you know, everything, I'm trying to get this whole story pulled together for you, but, um, all right, so I start out, I have my challenges, and I get through the challenge. And every challenge you get through breeds more confidence, and you get a little stronger, you take more risks, and you keep going and going, going, right? And so one day, I was at a barbecue, family barbecue in California, and uh, I meet this guy, and I start talking to him, and he was retiring. He was a few, he was a number of years older than me, but he was retiring from uh, Otis Elevator, and he was a Big wig there, right? Um, ran a half a billion dollars in revenue. And he was going to retire. Harvard MBA. And I'm thinking, let me just see how far I can go here. Because I do a lot of things just to see how far I can go. And, you know, and it's amazing. You can go a lot if you just give it a shot. You know, where they say 80% of success is just showing up, right? Yeah. So anyway, I start talking to the guy. Long story short, I talk him onto my team. Harvard MBA. Wow. I don't I don't think I have money for payroll, but you know, he's on the team. He wants to help and he helped, man. He really came in and brought some more structure and process to our business and uh, did some great things. And he's still a great friend and business partner. So uh, once I kind of got there where I understood how to uh, recruit talent higher caliber talent, I've never looked back. And so my Phoenix operation, uh, guys, uh, I got him a week before he graduated from his MBA. He was an F-16 pilot in the Air Force, came from the Air Force Academy, sharp, sharp, sharp. And he leads my most profitable business in Phoenix. Where'd you meet him? Uh, one of my plumbers. Uh, one of my plumbers was friends with him and said, "Hey, you got to meet That's, this guy." Yeah. So, uh, I mean, every one of my key team, the majority of my key team, is not from the industry. Uh, Kim Miramontes, who's now our new COO, very accomplished business person. Um, led many, many high-performance teams, multi-billion-dollar companies, but she can come down to our level and and really has been a change agent for our company. So, um, you know, it's I've really been able to surround myself with some talent. So I just would urge everybody who's listening to this and you're and you're building your business, you know, it's so difficult to take somebody that doesn't have the skills and try to get them up to speed speed to, for new skills to, um, you know, to get you where you need to be in the operation. You know, we, we all do the same stupid shit. We get buddy buddies with our techs, we take our best tests, and we, we promote our best techs and our best salesmen, and we create the Peter Principle for our organization. You know what the Peter Principle is? Please share. The Peter Principle dictates that a company that promotes from, from within – will rise to the level of its incompetency yep. because people 
everybody has a limit, right? So everybody will rise to the level of its incompetency, their incompetency. So if you you got to bring some outside new talent into the machine to take it to the next level. But you get it? Like, yeah. we're all going to, you know, we all have our limits. So if you use oh, yeah. the same pull, the business will go up and then stall. Yep. And the key is recognizing when you're there. I say that all the time to Chris. I'm like, Chris, I'm going to explain something to you, but I want you to understand that it is right at the borderline of my ability to comprehend it. <laughs> I, full you know, disclosure. Yeah, I was talking to the uh, CEO of Green Sky the other day, and, and uh, you know, we were talking about his growth and some of the things that he's done. And we touched on this subject, but, you know, he just said, look, as this company continues, his company keep, continues to grow, people hit their lids, and he has to, put their arm around them and find another place for them. We still love you. We're still part of this deal, but you know, I got to get some higher caliber for my next journey. And it's a real thing. So speaking of next journey, you like to set goals. You're pretty, uh, pretty intense in following those through. What are your next goals? Physical health business. What's next for Ken Goodrich? Not even 60 years old yet. Man, I hate, I can't, I can't even fathom that. About sixty, we're gonna have a sixtieth birthday party for you. Actually, you're gonna have a sixtieth birthday oh. party, and you're gonna invite us. <laughs> I, know my, I just yes. want you to know on my fifty. I just want you to know my standards. Yeah. On my fiftieth, I walked in with four belly dancers and uh, you know, two hundred people. <laughs> so okay. it's got to go up from okay. there. Yep. My wife doesn't listen to this, <laughs> so we'll come to your party. <laughs> I didn't say strippers. I said belly dancers, like professional dancers. Got it. Got it. Noted. <laughs> Not thunder down under either. <laughs> All right, what was the question? Um, we'll start with, I'll break this down into smaller bite right. size. Um, personal oh, wellness, oh, okay. health goals. We'll start with health goals. You've lost 90 pounds. You look amazing. Well, I hate to say this one because it, well, I, I'm going to say it. I love it. I set a goal. Six pack at 60. Six okay. Six. All right. That's just, that's pretty serious. And now you've said it, and it's on record. Um, you're gonna need. You're. Gonna, we're all gonna need support there. Like that's that's <laughs> six a pack big one, at man. sixty. Yeah, that's a big one. Good for oh you. Oh my goodness. How much time do you have? Well, November eleventh of this year. Yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I you love it. Hang on. We're gonna wait while you do a couple crunches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> here, right on. Hop up here, dude. That's big. That, that's big. You know, um, what? I don't question that you that you'll get it done. No, I'll get it done. Uh, I know. I know yeah. I'm gonna. You know, when I when I set my mind to it, I go get it. That's I'll inspiring. Hundred percent. That is it. inspiring. Oh. All right. So on the business side, what's your what's your next big goal? I mean, you talk about ghettoizing North America. What's the next step? Correct. So, um, you know, I'm gonna continue to build the ghetto brand, and, and I see things changing so rapidly. I mean, I, who knows what ghetto's gonna look like in the next five years. Yeah. I mean, with technology and, and the way things are coming out, I mean, we, this is, we, we can have a whole nother podcast on this one, Let's but you understand, I want everybody to understand within five years, every air conditioner will diagnose itself and it will be paid subscription to the manufacturer who will decide which of their customers are going to go do that work. And, and even to the point where the price will be dictated before you got there. And what are contractors doing to prepare for that? Ooh. Nothing. Mm. 
Yeah. I am. Yeah, <laughs> I am. But it's it's a whole new world out yeah. there, and I'm on top of it. But uh, so anyway, what is some of the goals for the business? Um, talking about the new, you know, the new transformation, everything I'm working on. I decided on one of my walks, Gettle's 100th anniversary is February 14th, uh, 18 years from now. Okay. What year would that be? 30. 39. Producer yeah, Kyle. 39. Also lost 40 pounds. Yeah. Oh, thank you. 39. We're air conditioning. I'm an air conditioning guy. Kyle I'm not a math guy. Kyle took his shoes off. All right, so 19, right? Yep. Or, or 30, what was it? 39. All right. I am going to, I'm going to be involved in Gettle in a meaningful way, most likely on the board. And I'm going to lead the address to the troops when it's to the team on our hundredth anniversary. I'm going to cry. That's That's what I'm going to do. What a goal. What a goal. And we're going to be coast to coast. Now, might be all electronics. I don't know yet, but it's, but. Can I tell you what I'm I envision when you say that? What? <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. No. <laughs> it makes me think of, <laughs> we were just talking about this producer, Cal. On Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> when they ask him to leave <laughs> and he says, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and he's given like the whole, I, I don't, different scenario. I know. But I envision this big like party, like, it, and that's what it should be—a big celebration. A hundred years, yeah. I'm gonna be there. I just want to come to your. Did sister. I tell you that Gettle invented the residential air conditioner? Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard you say that time or yeah. two. I like how you say it so <laughs> emphatically, and I think you should never, hey, ever, ever hey, not it. say that. Oh, I'm gonna put this on the record too, since you said you're gonna have a, a uh, six pack by sixty. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't, next episode in here shirtless. <laughs> If I get a six pack, you got to oil them up for that. <laughs> I like Paul. where this is going, <laughs> Paul. I like it. Good thing for Paul; he's one that gets massaged regularly, so he's used to that stuff. So he's happy to step in and help. I've had one massage this year that Rhino paid for, by the way, as part of my compensation and employment and employment arrangements. And uh, Chris is giving me a hard time. I didn't even get my vote. I did. I got outvoted on. How that. does that? Oh, is, did oh, no. did he offer that, or did you request it as part of your? He deal? requested that, it. No, I did not. We have it's a perk. It's a perk. Along yeah. with the yeah, but does he get? Does he pick the pedicure? What's that? Does he pick the masseuse? I he know is there's the masseuse. Some. Oh, <laughs> you're oh. right. Uh, <laughs> uh-uh. Okay, so that took a turn. Well, listen, we're about an hour and fifteen minutes into this bad boy. Like I've actually not actually started. it's actually better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I want to just say to getting getting serious again because Paul derailed us again. But True. seriously, um, man, I'm really excited for your transformation, Ken, and just I can tell the difference in it. And um, and oh no, I think you can, you'll be able to, like, listeners, you probably, if you've heard Ken talk, you, you can hear it. It's different. The things he's saying are some things that you don't normally hear Ken say out loud. I feel like, and I said this, I think the last time you were on, is I felt like I got to know you enough to know the softer side of Ken that you don't really put out there, but I hear some of that stuff yeah. coming out. And I think, by the way, that's an absolute strength. 100% agree. So congrats on the transformation um, congrats on the continued success with, with Gettle and Gettleizing the nation. I have no doubt that's how it's going down. 
Um, it's been cool for me to be able to watch the journey. Um, it's cool. I'm glad we have our friendship. I can't wait to be on more talks with you while you're walking around the desert and seeing, watch out for the rattlesnake and scorpions. <laughs> and I love that you called where you live in Scottsdale, where the hillbillies are. <laughs> I know. I was trying to piece that together. Like how many hillbillies live um, in your neighborhood? Hmm, I bet you if you walk around, ain't nobody going to think it's the, the Beverly hillbillies. <laughs> yeah. So congrats on the transformation. And listen, um, before I go into close, do you have any parting words for the guests? Are you guys kind of wrapped up? Anything else you want to say? So, um, yes. For the listeners. So, you know, when, I, when I, our guests. So, a couple key things that I want to make sure everybody understands. When we're talking about implementing the seven centers of management attention, and, you know, you start with the first piece, the client fulfillment piece, right? I always refer to, I, I really try to boil down things to the ridiculous, the simplest forms. And I try to use relatable terms. So I tell my people, when we go to implement a system or train a system, it's wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. And I know you, it's not dirty. It's, <laughs> it's, what's the movie? Oh, man. What's the movie? Karate Kid. Karate Kid. Wax on, wax off. So remember that scene? You know, he teaches him how to, Wax the car one way, wax car, and you go through these processes until until you know he wins the competition. He can compete, wins a competition with his flying crane thing, and you know uh, he defeated evil. Right? Well, I tell my team this is how we have to approach everything: bite-sized chunks. Let's train it. Let's get it implement. Let's get it implemented. Let's train it. Let's keep everybody on those chunks and we move forward. So, you know, when you're looking at your business, you do not attack this thing bouncing all over the seven centers. One to the, one day you're on marketing, next day you're on lead gen, then you shoot over to management, then you then you uh, go back to uh, lead conversion. And usually the, the most neglected part is client fulfillment because you're like, well, we already know that. We already know how to put an air conditioner. Well, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to build the the, Mc, the McDonald's Big Mac of air conditioner where it's the same way every single time and perfect. Once you get that done, then you get the next one. Wax on, wax off. And that should help too when the next shiny thing comes out and the new app, the new widget, the new company, the new marketing company in the next 12 or 18 months. You don't just throw it into the business somewhere and try to get success out of it. You look at the seven centers. Where does it fit? Where does it not? Be disciplined. Don't rush. Yeah, and there's no, and listen, there is no silver bullets. I don't care what you say. There is no silver bullets. I know, like, there's a there's a best practice group that really promotes culture. And, you know, I was always, um, I looked at them like, culture, culture, culture. What does that really mean? And, you know, so everybody in that group got on the culture wagon. And you meet somebody from this group, well, my culture, and they brag about their culture and their culture. And there's so many of those guys that are bragging about their culture that don't make a dime. Right. And, you know, and then I, so I started to research the aspect of culture, and we, we boiled it down to culture is a system. Culture is a, a sheet of paper that says, here's how we conduct ourselves here. That's culture. Yep. And you hold people to those standards, and they're non-negotiables, and that's culture. It's not this mystical, spiritual thing that happens inside the doors where, you know, people are enlightened when they show up at the plumbing company, right? Right. 
Right, how's that? So, so what I heard is Paul wax on and Paul. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Go I, ahead, Chris. Go ahead. No, I, yeah. no I, I want to hear it. I wrote this down for, to remind myself, and I'm thinking – Yana's going to take it there. He's going to. He's. You know what? You want to hear an unpopular fact about me? I've not seen the Karate Kid. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, listen. For all of you listening to this, go get the original Karate Kid and watch it, and 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 use Mr. Miyagi's process in your business and your life, and you will be more successful than you ever dreamed been my experience when I want, when I want to make significant changes in anything, I, I got to find the disruptor and the disruptor is I sign up for the, for the Facebook. I buy, I finally buy something off Facebook or I kick down the wall to get the, the, uh, to, to get the, uh, what do you call it? The remodel started, you know, something to get it going. That's just always been a technique. And the next thing is, is that I want you to think about as you're pu- putting your business together. And if you're kind of in the middle of this and struggling and don't know what to go, and one day you're, how do I get leads? And how do I put in jobs without having warranty and callbacks? And how do I sell things? You know, just step back. I always tell myself, fools rush in. Fools rush in. So stand back, look at your plan, make a plan, and look at your plan carefully work through the process and build your business on on granite not on sand (laughs) racket kyle goosebump me so good thank you so much ken for your time yeah thanks for having me guys appreciate it listeners another clinic another ken goodrich clinic by the way ken goodrich has a website if you want to go to it or the book all that kind of stuff google it it. uh kengoodrich.com pretty straightforward is it no, Ken Goodrich? It is KenGoodrich.com. I can't remember. I always, it's either K Goodrich. Just Google Ken Goodrich, dang it. You'll find it. It's the Chris Farley version of me on that's, that website. But so I haven't I mean, updated it yet. No, no. I'm sure you have people for that. <laughs> Paul, update Ken's website by the time we're done. Okay. Oh, yeah, well, I'm, before I know how to before do I'm that. done with closing. Okay, listen, listeners, again, appreciate y'all always listening to us and tuning in and all the fun stuff. And Ken, it's good to have you back on after so long. Um, so next time, let's not wait till you're like getting through your transformation journey to do that. Let's keep, let's keep you on the books here and get something in place. Um, again, you'll be at Rhino X here in a few days. So, um, I believe we're gonna have some content. Maybe, maybe we'll have a, maybe I'll show up on November 11th and we'll see if I hit my goal oh, and, I and we'll it. have a podcast. <laughs> Done. November 11th. Bank I'm going to involve myself in that somehow. I'm just not okay. Committing to it on air. <laughs> Okay, well, think hey, by, you know what's what is, you know what really is interesting. <laughs> that point though is that how many people that be taking the step have kind of jumped on the bandwagon, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I know of twelve. I know of twelve people. Like you know, I saw what you're doing. I'm doing it too. And everybody's walking, right? Yeah. And so I don't know how many other people may be doing it, but I thought I just told my um you guys yesterday said go find us an app where we can track people's walking you can have group walks Together. and then you can yeah. sc- uh, score them or you can rank them and time and this and that and 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 just put my whole operation i can do that 
Oh, you can't. Oh, yeah. Of course, you can't. Put my whole operation you can do private group through Strava. Okay, so we put my whole operation together and just kind of, you know, implement some of this health and wellness into the business, and ultimately, you know, happier, better culture, happier people, and more productivity. And, uh, you know, some community, it'll help with the community piece of it. I will take lead on that. I'll moderate and then we'll, we'll invite people and then we'll all share our progress. And tomorrow morning I'll go for the first five mile walk before work. Yeah. So we, yeah, we could create a whole, whole industry thing around it and we could have competitions with other companies. Who's going to drop the most weight per company. Oh yeah. It's done. Can we go, can we go on body fat percentage (laughs) for us little guys? Wait, I'm little. I got a little bit of body fat. I'm 41. I got a little, a little bit of a beer belly. You, I haven't cut out. It's a little beer belly, but it's there. <clears throat> We're going to measure your blood pressure. All right, that's your <laughs> we metric. Do, can we figure something else guy. out? Yeah. Gray hairs. <laughs> All right, listen. You heard it from the man. Transformation is key both uh, with, with, you. with business, but even more importantly, I would say personal. Like, make sure you get yourself right. And if you don't feel right, the odds are that you aren't right. So, like, and it's okay to ask for help. And like Ken did, he reached out to and used I Am A Comeback on Facebook in the six-week program to get himself marching in the right direction. So transformation of your heart, your routine, your mind, um, whatever it is. And you had said something I thought was was really cool. You said um, you used the word change agent or change agent. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's kind of what you're doing is making yourself a change agent for yourself, right? Or for yourself, for your business, for your, yourself, for your family, for your employees, whatever it is, but you're becoming, you have to embrace being a change agent. Don't want to change something, but you don't have to have it all figured out. So you use things like you've done to figure out how can I move this thing forward? Find the disruption, find the disruption. I read this book um, that helped me find my disruption. And it was a book by, it was called can't hurt me. And David Goggins, David Goggins, And ironically, he's got an Indiana tied to him because he lived down in Brazil, Indiana. Um, but Navy SEAL, ultra marathon runner, all that Baddest dude on the planet, hands down. <clears throat> By the way, um, it did not encourage me to go run an ultra marathon. But the whole thing is about disrupting your routine and then chasing down these goals. So it was kind of like somewhat similar, but it was a very good book that I loved. And uh, it was audio, so and it was him saying it, which makes it even better. Um, but transformation is key. And, uh, and listen, we have uh, Brandon and Yanira in the studio today, Metcalf Mechanical out of Indiana. I'm a customer of Rhino's. And they went to Ken's shop. And, and listen, if you're listening and you want to come visit Ken's shop, he's, his arms are, are wide open like Creed, right? Sing, oh, wow. How's it go? How's it go, Paul? Sing oh, it. Uh, you, you Sing it. arms wide open <laughs> under the sunlight. I just meant the arms doing wide the open. He's bar. doing the voice. <laughs> 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 okay, listen, we got to go until next time. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I got to read a review, don't I, Kyle? You do? Man, I don't you, need me, you need me to read it for you? Yeah, go ahead and read that. Go no, ahead. no, I was going to read it for you. Listen, do Here, this. I Paul, this. I want you to do this, okay? Because okay. you did such a phenomenal job on Tall Paul Takeover. Thank you. Why don't you go ahead and close us out? Okay. Oh, man, that's a lot of pressure. So we do want to highlight our listener. Remember, we our currency here, how we get paid for this is reviews. When you leave reviews for us, it means the world to us. So we're going to highlight a review left by Blue Tutor, who gave us five-star five reviews, or we would have deleted it if we could have. <laughs> uh, Chris and Tall Paul are great on this podcast. They deliver a fun show while asking pertinent questions to every, so everyone benefits. I learn all kinds of cool stuff while laughing in between the content, which means they're listening to my parts. And I'm glad I found this podcast to help my business 
and myself grow. Keep it up, you guys. Thank you, Blue Tutor. We will. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to again, Ken, our guest, who's inspired us and hopefully, hopefully inspired you to recognize that you are the captain of the ship. You are responsible, but the first thing you can do before you lead your crews, before you lead your team, is you have to lead yourself. And if you're inspired by that, you have to do something about it. Because if you don't do something about it, ambition without action is... It's useless, baby. Thank you.